Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. I am TJ Jackson, and with me is my eldest brother, Taj Jackson. Okay. What's going on, Taj? Of course, you know, but for those who are watching, maybe for the first time, we are live on Facebook and on YouTube. And you may even be listening to us via podcast. Yes, for those who only watch us, you can also listen to us via a podcast. But this is our Power of Love show where we come on once a week on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we talk about all different types of things. We have professionals on here. We have people who went through some very difficult, challenging moments in their life. They come and joining us. Um, it's just a really good show for inspiring you and helping you get through whatever it is you are going through. Saying that, we should get to the disclaimer, which is that we are not professional. Um, we are not th- licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. And we like to talk about it with our community. We like to discuss it with the entire attempt of helping you get through whatever it is you're going through. But like I just said, if you if you feel you need more professional help, we, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Please do not just rely on us. Uh-huh. Taj Jackson, it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on and done one of these shows. Um, I've been traveling and it's always difficult to, to know the, the schedule far in advance. So I appreciate Taj, you being patient and just being ready whenever I can. I really appreciate it, but I still oh, like thanks. to know, Taj, how, was, how have you been? How's your week? What you been up to? Ah, it's been hectic. Um, all good, all good. In that way, there's a couple things, you know, just the, obviously the Halloween party. Yeah. You know, the one that we always do, that's um, going great, but it's always a lot of work in that way. And then um, got some other stuff that is very exciting down the, the pipe, I should say. We got... Um, as a foundation, which I don't think you even know yet, is um, we got um, we got honored, basically. Um, we did talk. I love hearing this. What do you mean we got honored? Yeah, so basically we received one of the highest letters of honor- honorary recognition from Congressman Brad Sherman for our outstanding service that we provide for the community. And Whoa. That's, so that's cool. um, we're going to get like a, 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 a certificate, nice certificate and everything from that. And it's it's the highest honor given from Congress just under the president, you know. So the president's the highest in the Congress. So it's a it's a big deal for our community. It's a big deal for our foundation. That's great. So, I didn't know about that. So thanks for so next uh, week I will have something in hand to show everyone. Ooh, in so right. it would be really cool. But that's also something. Yeah, my hair is is in my face. So Taj, talking. everyone's talking about, is Taj doing his 3T hiding hair? Uh, looks good. People are oh, saying- Oh, looks good so they don't want the hat? Yeah, the hat. people are saying Taj with the new hair. It's from Toria. The, the hat is the, the shade. She has- a- Angel says no hat today, Taj. I love your hair. Right. There you right. go. So, All right. So. Nicole says, Taj, you look, your hair is looking, your, Taj hair so long. I love Taj's hair like this. Okay. You know what's so funny? I didn't even re- recognize the difference. I know, because you've seen, you, well, you've seen it- um, we we joke about it, but you've seen it when I had it like in a pony, like so super long, during um I think it was the uh, 2001 era, and it was like almost like a ponytail it 
They, I don't think the um, other people saw that because the, the pictures never got out. But yeah, I, I've even had it longer than this. But it's 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 cool. Thank you guys. Yeah, I yeah, was debating well, well, on that. I'm, it it looks good. Some people are mentioning. You know, I'm in Mexico and I've been having some technical difficulties with the technology. So if there's a dropout, I apologize. <laughs> but Nicole says, TJ, you look great too. Love you both guys. And the reason why I'm mentioning me is because someone mentioned how I, I've gotten the tan. Oh, uh, says glowing. Yes. Uh, there you go. Miss Silent Science says, TJ got that tan working. I I didn't even recognize it, but I, I will respect what you guys say. And I, I think TJ, have you been able to practice your Spanish? Not as much as I want to Taj. Okay. Not as much as I want to. I haven't been in the mindset. Like, normally i'm on it like but the last like five days two week i've just been very chill with that i don't say not caring because that seems a little bit too depressing but just i've been in chill mode i've been you know i haven't been as active on social media i've just been enjoying it so i have been very easy on myself i don't know anything i'm not trying to learn it right now i'm just chilling so okay yeah so unfortunately that mode in computer terms (laughs) what's that I said they call it sleep mode in computer. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Sleeping. I've kind of been in sleep Not mode. Shut down, I mean, you sleep, just chilling. We only have a couple more days to on this trip. And then after that, I think the, the plan for me is just to re-energize and, and recharge my battery a bit. Good. So it, it's kind of like what Carol says. Be easy on yourself. Life is too short. It's relaxed yeah. time. So that's that's what I've been doing. So nice. um, but Todd, we have a cool show today. So we don't have a guest. Um, every okay. now and then. You know, we aim for once a month, but sometimes it doesn't even happen that frequently. But we try to do um, shows with just me and you, Taj, where we can talk about certain topics. We can answer questions from you guys. We have a lot of flexibility with what the show is. And today we are doing a question and answering show. We've gotten many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful questions from you all. And we are going to answer them the best we can from an honest. Let me get comfortable. Yeah, Taj, get comfortable. We're going to answer these questions from an honest perspective. We want you guys to answer. We want to share some of your answers. And for again, for anyone who's looking, if one of these questions really lines up with yourself, please don't just take what we say as as the gospel. Don't think we are just, you know, neither one of us has been through um, technical school for this stuff. We haven't been through any type of licensing um, procedure. So don't expect us to have the exact right answer. We're just going to speak from the heart and just tell what we've experienced or what we've learned from all our time be doing the show, but also from maybe friends and family who went through similar things. So that is the intention with this with this um, this episode, the power of love, is just to answer your questions from our perspective. And again, like I said, I'd love for you guys to get uh, get your your. Uh, your takes on here too. As Caitlin says, these episodes are so helpful to strengthen our community and talk things out together. Exactly. I think there's a lot of power in being able to discuss and and share things. So uh, Envy has a quick question. First of all, it's great to see you, Envy. Envy says, my Amazon Smile orders still donate to DDJF after these years. Envy, that is true. That is correct. All you have to do is, um, let's see if we have a, a link here. I don't think we do. But Envy, all you have to do is add DD Jackson Foundation as your Amazon Smile organization. And then every time you shop, if you click the link before, which is going to take you to Amazon, it'll show a little Amazon Smile um, little section to show you that you're using Amazon Smile. And it does. It donates a percentage of your Amazon order. Amazon will pay a percentage of the order to our foundation. So it's another way of supporting us. So 
Thank you, Envy, for, for mentioning that. And we will put a link in the description yeah. box. Thank you for the support. Uh, um another uh, first of all we have to mention this clements with a with a wonderful super chat to support us so thank you so much clements very no, very and and they just said now she's saying that she's her th her orders are donated not she didn't ask how it donates she's telling you that she, after all those years it's still <laughs> that she's still donating after all these years her orders oh okay you made it you made it sound like here's how you do it Oh no no I know Envy knows. I know I know you did I know because I know I was you, just bringing it down for someone who didn't clarify. know that yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, I know cool. you too well to know that that's what you meant but okay 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 thank you for yeah. clarifying Taj um, but yes let's get into it so Toria says will you read questions from the chat or just the ones you got on IG primarily the ones from the chat Toria but you can if there's a good question feel free to ask it um, we we our first goal is to to get some good questions. And to help those. So here we go. Are we ready, Tosh? Yeah. So anything it. you want to say before we get started? Um, real quick in terms of the um the letter that we just got in, in general. I just want I want to thank Barbara Jones. I know she's on right now. So oh thank cool. Barbara Jones. And also wouldn't have been possible without Jen Hebert. So both yeah. of those made it happen. Jen's been thank a long you long both friend. yeah, so much. Both. And and it, it really is thank awesome God. to receive. Yeah. Huh? So it's a it's a huge honor. I looked it, it up. Is. It we'll, is. We'll we'll present more for the board and also for um, the community in, in general. But it couldn't happen without you guys as well because you guys have been so supportive. You've made it what Love it is. It. All right, Taj, are you ready to get to this? These questions. Yeah, let's do it. Question one: What do you think is the most overused phrase people say to someone grieving? What should we replace it with? Hmm. And community, feel free to answer these questions as well, and we'll highlight a couple of your answers. What do you think is the most overused phrase people say to someone grieving? What should we replace it with? If, this sounds like a family feud question, but I will I will answer it. I think it's I think it's I'm sorry for your loss. I think that's the most common go to answer, generic answer. Um, yeah. Another one would be I can't imagine how you feel. Uh, yeah, that's a generic one too. That you know, um, from just what being part of these podcasts and stuff, I've learned that I'm sorry how you feel, or you know, those kind of ones are really hard because people don't really, unless you've gone through it, you really don't know yeah. how someone would feel. Yeah, you're, you're saying you should never say, I know how you feel, or I know I've been through this, so I know what you're, you're feeling. It's, it's so hard if you're walking on eggshells anyway. Even if you said, I can't imagine how you feel, that'd still be like, oh, you can't, you know, because everyone's so hypersensitive at that point with, mm. you know, on for, for great reason. So mm. it's almost like I think it should be replaced with, in my opinion, um, I'm here. Just know I'm here. If there's anything you need, I'm here. And don't mm. hesitate to ask because I want to help. That's it. Yeah. Um, I think those are absolutely very common ones. Another one would be, um, I mean, sometimes people say it gets easier with time. That's a good one. That's a, yeah. I think that one is one that we should be not re really thinking of what to replace it with, just one we should be ignoring. Um, everyone's journey uh, on the grief train is completely different um, with up, ups and downs. So I, I don't think that get, it gets better with time is something, although I have to say, I feel like there's truth to it, at least for me. Um, 
I, 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 from my experience, from talking with so many experts, that's not one I could sign off on for people to say to people. Yeah, you learn um, how to tolerate it through time. Mm, but mm. I don't know if it gets better. But um, an, uh, one that you should definitely not say is if they, they were suffering, is they're in a better place or- Yeah, that's what Carrie you know, says. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, that's good job, Carrie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a no-no. You know, What's one you should say instead, Taj? Um, not, not that. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I would avoid, avoid that, especially if they had been suffering because that's, um, I just, I, it's from everything that we've learned in our podcast, that's not the words to say, you know, yeah. or at least they're not suffering anymore. Same thing. It's like I, you, and those are such human responses that you would think are fine. Like, you know, yeah. in terms of that, because, but, um, yeah, this, uh, I would I would replace it with I'm here. I, I just the, really people want comfort and they want to know that you're here, even if they're not ready to talk or speak or 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 whatever. It's just that warmth of knowing people are around that care. Yeah, this is this is a great one from Tori. She says instead of saying I'm there if you need anything, say How can I help you? That's great. Yep, that's a great because it's more active, that's right? Yeah, I think that's job. it. And uh, Tiffany agreed with that. But I think that's a very strong point. Instead of putting the onus on someone to reach out to you for the help, put that um, put that in motion and say, what can I do to help you? So that's, I, I that's think great. that's, that's a like great that. one. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Jazzy wants to know, how do we feel about people asking what happened in the comments when someone announces a death on social media? Um, yeah. I can answer that. Just Go that ahead, this, this is just. This is just the. I feel if they wanted you to know what happened, they would have put it on there. Um, I feel like they need time to at least, even for themselves, formulate what happened. You know, with, with our mom, I wasn't ready to speak about what happened. I just knew my mom was gone. In that way, you can't even think. And and somehow by explaining it to people it's almost like you're reliving it too so you just want to you know it's bad enough that mm -hmm. they're gone but then you have to explain what happened or and people have questions it's it, it can get hard in that way and, and more i i know curiosity because you do want to know but you should probably save that for people that you know might find out in other ways that are closer in that but directly asking is probably you know um, not a, a wise way to do it. One that you should never say uh, is get over it. Of course, with Spikey, uh, it's, it's just very insensitive. It's not something that someone will help console someone and, and help them get back to a place of, of wellness is one saying get over it. Does nothing yeah. but, but hurts the situation. Exactly. Jennifer has one. We'll do one more and then we'll get to the next question. But Jennifer says, what can you replace? I'm sorry for your loss with. See, I, I think I remember I'm sorry for your loss being a decent thing to phrase. because It's, it's, just, it, it's not feel. bad. It's just generic. I said they said what's the most overused phrase. So that's a, that's why I answered. It. I didn't say it was a bad. Is thing. there one off the top of your head that you would replace it with? Or do you think? Yeah. Um, what can I do to help? <laughs> Okay. You know, um, or I'm sorry. Uh, it's just the, I'm sorry for your loss is such a phrase in itself. Yeah. 
you know, it doesn't seem you're saying it, it, it can lose its sense of compassion or realness because yeah. it's such a huge. Yeah. I'm sorry is even stronger than I'm sorry for your loss. Okay. Okay. Good point. All right. We're going to go on to the second question. And that is what advice would you give to someone feeling alone in their grief? I, I, you know, people operate different. Some people want to be alone. Some people don't. You have to kind of know that person. If they're someone that normally doesn't like to be alone, then it's not a good thing if they're alone, usually. But you you always want people to know that you're there for them in that way. And if they're feeling alone in their grief, I would I would say, which is one of the things that I'm so proud about this community, like join a community of grief and loss in that way. So you don't feel alone. You don't feel like you're by yourself. I always say, you know, I was lucky my friend Heather had gone through something similar in a way that she connected with me. Otherwise, I would have went through that journey really feeling alone in that. But I had someone, a friend that reached out and we became even closer friends because she could identify at least in some way of what I was going um, through. Yeah. Selwyn says, talk to family or mm -hmm. gather them. So I love that, Selwyn. Uh, that is good to hear from you too, Selwyn. Yeah. Um, Caitlin says, offer them resources like yeah. UKF. Yeah. Um, and Jen says, don't be afraid to reach out to close friends if you need someone to listen to. That's right. um, and Clarice is kind of like me too. Is like, I like to be alone to process things, you know, and sometimes that's, you know, that's, that's the path that a lot of us like to take. Um, with that said, though, I think it's really helpful for people to know um, what is out there to help them. And because a lot of people don't know about the, you know, the greatness that is the Facebook groups and, yeah. you know, communities, um, even local communities, in-person gatherings that you could do. And I think at the very least, we should all be aware of those kind of things when we're going through a, 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 a serious loss. I think also, T, that, that's a great point about the some people do like to be alone and process things. But they also need to know that people are there if they need it, you know, in a way. Because sometimes you're like, oh, that person always likes to be alone and they just like to. But and, and that might be the wrong approach because you might stand off and not even offer anything. And then that person feels doubly alone now because mm -hmm. they don't feel like anyone's there for them in that way. Even though they are someone that typically likes to be alone in process, it's good to at least know there are people that will jump in and help if you need it or, or will be your support if you need it because everyone's on their own time as well. Taj, uh, Philippa has a super chat. Uh, thanks. First of all, thanks so much for the super chat, Philippa. Philippa says, hi, guys. I lost a friend to gastric cancer. She was only 43 and left behind a loving husband and three young kids. Although I was there every day, I always feel like there's more I should be doing for the kids. Any advice? What do you have, Taj? I always, from this is just pure what I would do. It's nothing of like expertise or anything. I always worry about those kids in terms of making sure that that mother, because it says loving, left behind a love, uh, and a loving. So uh, that mother or whoever it is that was lost, that the kids grew up knowing how special that person was, memories of them. Because I can tell you. Anytime a friend of mom, you know, our mom basically fills in stories for us, it feels like Christmas in, in that it's way. True. Um, so as young kids, they're definitely 
were robbed by a lot of years and a lot of um, a lot of years of love, a lot of years of memory, memories. So any memories you have can be lifesavers in that way. So that's what I would do is is always fill them with memories of their of their mom or fill them up with stories. If you have pictures, um, spread them out. Don't give it all at once, but spread them out. You know, make it a a, a thing where you tell a story every year or whatever at a certain time or in in a picture or, or this or a memory. It's just it helps. First of all, and she says that's good advice. I agree, Todd. I think that's great advice. Um, it's one that I don't think is commonly talked about and um, shared. It's not one you're going to read in a textbook or in an article, I don't think. Um, but I can attest and, and support exactly what you're saying because it feels amazing. You know, there's times where I'll run across someone who I haven't seen in decades or, or maybe I don't even know. They just know me because they're older than me and I was a little kid. And they will share a wonderful story about my mother that I didn't know. And like you said, Todd, it, it kind of feels like Christmas. It's It brings a lot of um, happiness to your heart and it brings a lot of fulfillment to your, your soul. And yeah. um, I think that's great advice is just to continue to to share this, the specialness of the, of the lost um, person. Um, I, and I, I would just say also, Philippa, just to continue to be there. You know, sometimes we could think we're not doing enough. Um, you know, continue to do what you can, but at the same time, make, make, make sure that you are not overdoing it. You know, you have to be able to pace yourself because you're not going to be able to help um, them as much if you're not 100% feeling yeah. right. So make sure you're getting your time also to grieve if needed or to take care of yourself and your family. Um, and just knowing from where the question's coming from, I don't think it's one of those things where you're going to have an issue um, being there for that person. It's obvious your heart is there for them and it's something that you're going to continue to be. But just make sure you get your time to grieve and and, and you detach actually every now and then. So um Toria said something very um, clever to that. It's uh, the the let them know how much she cared for them. I can I can tell you, I even knowing that how much my mom loved me, hearing it from other people, it's always reassuring. Like you know, um, hearing how much she loved us, you know, um, yeah. always helps in that way. I can't hear it enough in in, in that, even though I know. And I feel that it's just nice to hear. Toria said, as a mom, that's my only wish to have the closest people to me, letting my son know how much I loved yep. him. It's very cool. Very cool. Okay. We're moving on. Question number three. What is the hope? Where's the hope after the death of, love, of a loved one? Bessos, God on Instagram. Where's the hope after the death of a loved one? Ooh, it's a tough one. It's, it's it literally it's the hardest thing to see after mm -hmm. a death of a loved one. It doesn't feel like there is any hope. It, mm -hmm. I, can, I always explain it as when mom passed, I felt like the compass of my life was gone. Like literally I didn't know what was north, south, east, or west anymore. I didn't even know which direction I should step in. It was like I was in darkness in that way. So I think the hope is, is, knowing that hopefully you'll be able to to navigate through this in that way and that comes with people that care being around you it, because if it's a lonely process it's hard because it's all on you but if you have 
it feels like if you have support, sometimes it feels like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get through this or how I'm going to navigate it, but I have people here to help in that way. Um, I would say that would be, yeah, yeah. there's hope I, is very limited at that point in that way, especially if you feel cheated. I, I, I can, um, well, I can, again, support what you said. I, the most hopeless I've ever felt was right after my mother passed. I didn't feel like there was a lot of questions, a lot of loss feeling, a lot of not caring, not knowing. Like you said, Taj, your compass was gone. So um, it, it's it's not a fun feeling, you know, but it's one that, like Nicole says, and I, I have to be careful saying it because everyone's journey is different, but I think hope comes back slowly, step by step, mm -hmm. as long as you have some type of a support system, whether it's other friends, other families, a community like this. There, there's ways you can move. I don't want to say move on, but you, there's ways you can go through life and still respect um, what, you, what you've been through and still live it in a positive, upbeat, um, solid way. It mm -hmm. takes time, though. You can't expect things to just change overnight. You can't expect things to just be perfectly well every single day. You're going to have those dark moments, those difficult times. But you have to keep the faith and and keep the love. And, and one thing I love that Selwyn said is you got to hold their name up high. And that's yeah. something that we were told. You know, I, I remember vividly my Uncle Michael was big on that. Make your mom proud, you know. Um make her name live on show her what you guys are and so those kind of things are very powerful when you're going through those moments of of lost hope is to have someone there that can that can show you that and, and if you don't have that someone that could tell you to you just remember it, it it is a real thing take um honor and, and enjoy the idea of of making their name and legacy more powerful and bigger than what it is so that's a, that's a great point and it's a great thing so in, in terms of that because that is true that's exactly what that that idea of purpose in that way it's uh, when you feel you have purpose and, and hope and purpose are very related in that and, and once we felt we had purpose in terms of we're going to make our mom proud uh, her being our biggest cheerleader and now that the biggest cheerleader is gone the person that was the captain of our ship is gone now but we're going to do this for her and we're going to finish this for her because that's what she would have wanted. And that's what she always wanted. And you, you know what, you know what too, Taj, just to add, I mean, I think obviously us doing our music with three T back in the mid nineties after mom passed was huge. You know, it gave us that purpose, but on top of that, doing these shows and the foundation, you know, we're like oh, what, yeah. six, seven years in almost, um, these shows and the foundation has really actually helped with the healing for me tremendously. Not only have I learned a lot, but I see there's a community and, and again, it's allowing me, you know, in a kind of therapeutic way, talk, talk things out and, and it's helpful. So yeah, um, I think it all starts with making that person proud and, and, and that can go a long way. Yep. Um, let's see, Taj, there was a couple of things I wanted to highlight. Um but I can't find it. So I guess we'll just move on. So unfortunately, <laughs> uh, Marlene says, hope is always there. We just need to light it again. Yeah. Um, and Caitlin said, seeing and feeling hope is so hard after loss, but you will find your own way to honor them. And that sometimes gives you some fulfillment and hope to go on. Um, yep. Very, very good. All right. 
So we'll go on to the next question, which is our fourth question is, do either of you have any experience of how other cultures deal with death? Georgina 118 on Instagram is asking. Not personally. Um, I mean, other cultures. I don't know. Like I've, I've heard of other cultures and that actually helped. I've heard of it too. I just, I don't think I have a personal experience. I don't have any. Yeah. I haven't, I've never participated in how other cultures deal with that, but I know of some, and I know in some cultures they celebrate the, the, there's no, it's not a sad funeral. It's an upbeat, positive funeral. Um, in some cultures, I believe I was reading, uh, th there's some pretty, yeah different types of cultures are experiences on how people celebrate death. And I think the key is or what the takeaway that I've gotten is that you have to respect other cultures and see how other people's view death. That mm -hmm. actually helped me a bit because it, it taught me that life is about a cycle and death is the, you know, the last phase of that cycle. And we, I think sometimes when we go through life, we, we always are just living, living, living. We're not paying enough respect to the other cycles of life and when it hits us, we're not prepared for it. So we don't know how to deal with it. And I think our culture, um, at least Western civilization society, we don't do a good enough job respecting the idea of loss and yeah. how it comes about and what it means and, and how we move on for it. We just, we ignore it until it hits us. And then we feel so alone because it's usually pretty, an, an, a very isolating feeling because it's one of us going through it and, and our whole community and world is stopped. So I think, the answer to answer your question, Georgina, no, I haven't, but I think there's a strong benefit if we do. And I think that's something we should do on future shows is get other cultures and, and understand how other cultures um, celebrate or deal with death. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add, Tosh, before we go on to the next question? No. All right. Um, well, here's another question from Georgina. She says, would either of you write about your experience and how you dealt with loss and what has helped you get through it? I, I would. Um, I, I've always thought that it would be great to, you know, write it out in a way, whether it's a readable, digestible thing for those who may be going through it. Um, but I, I think that's something that I would entertain doing, not at the moment, but in time I would. And, and I think uh, the vast majority of why is to help others. Um, my brothers and I, we went through something that many don't. And I think if we can write it out or, or describe or talk about it, it can help someone who's going through that same situation. So I've thought about it and I may do it, but I haven't dealt, I haven't done it yet. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, I, yeah. Uh, if I did, it would be on the creative side. I'd probably, add, <laughs> um, I'd probably have to do make a character up or something, whether it's a cartoon character or something. Just because, not because I, I would want to separate it from myself, just because I'd want to have, because it's so painful in terms of a, a feeling, I would want to counterbalance it with some kind of fun aspect to it in that way for me. So um, I, that's why I'm a big fan of like the children books that are about loss and grief, but disguise mm -hmm. it in a certain way. Um, in that so yeah that's probably if i did describe my experiences and whatever it would be disguised in a certain way but um yeah because we didn't have tj as tj said like when when our mom passed it the grief books were far and few and far yeah. between it was like non-existent and the internet was not helpful at that point either yeah um 
Let's see. So Sequoia says, yeah, like instead of calling it a funeral, we call it homecoming, home going or celebrating their life. Um, mm -hmm. Nicole says, I have in West Indian culture, we have a gathering called a nine night to celebrate the deceased. It's a time. Lana says in Barbados, they, they're usually wakes back at a family home with food and drinks and re recollection on the same day. Mm -hmm. um, and Bami says, yes, Nigeria is like that, too. So there you go. Nice. And Jennifer says, I was not ready when I first went to a funeral in the South. It was very different from how I was used to it. So there's a lot of different experiences. This is so fascinating to me. Um, but there's a lot of different experiences and, and a lot of different ways different cultures celebrate. And, and I think we here should, should, should look into them more and, and get a better understanding of them. I think that would be very, very good. Um, Todd, we're going to keep it moving because we still right. have some questions to go. Number six, what are the best ways to deal with grief in your experience? This is from at TLW Miss on Instagram. What's the best ways to deal with grief, Taj? Um, for me, purpose in terms of having that purpose in life. Um, for me, that's celebrating the person or doing something in their honor, which is, con is the complete opposite of grieving them in that way is, is celebrating them and, and honoring them. And so that kind of, when, when I was able to do that for mom, which is dedicating the album, which we did and, and being out on stage and everything she dreamed of for us, I was able to fulfill that, or at least feel like I was on the right steps to doing that. That's when I felt most like um, that she wasn't gone. She was, mm. she, you know, she was always with me in that way because we're carrying her name and legacy on. So I, I think that's that's an important way. And I would just always, just in terms of knowing that you're not the, you're not alone and no, no matter how you grieve, there's no correct way to grieve. It's don't, mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up if like you've read, this is how you're supposed to grieve and you're not that person that grieves like that. That's you're your own person. You've had your own experience with someone that you've lost. It could be completely different. You could be someone that is laughing because they're bringing back great memories of that person and you're laughing throughout the whole grief. Or you could be yeah. someone that can't even get out of bed because that person, it's just you don't feel like you can go on. There's all these different ranges and they're all correct in that way. Just don't. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help and don't be afraid to to um, to join a community or, or, or anything like that. I think sometimes because it's so taboo, the grief aspect of it is people don't know how to deal with it or talk about it in that way. That's the only hard thing is that so a lot of people don't ask for help or don't get the help that they should get. Yeah, I, I think... Um... I think you're right on, Taj. And a couple other things I'd add is to make sure to try to get your emotions out, um, whether that's talking to a pet, whether that's writing a letter and, and just th crumpling it and throwing away or saving it or have a journal or paint or draw. I, I think all these things are very helpful things to do um, just so that whatever you may not even realizing it, but you don't want to bottle, bottle up your emotions and feelings um, and let them, you know, just add to each other internally until there's a moment where it, 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 it comes out. You want to slowly just let your emotions out. 
again, whether you could talk to someone directly, that would be great. But if you can, if you're too shy, too embarrassed, you like to be alone, you don't want whatever it is, there's always other ways. Like I said, whether it's art, whether it's journaling, whether it's singing, um, dancing, there's so many different ways to kind of give off emotions that I think it could be very healthy. Another thing I would say yeah. is to to get out. Don't just bury yourself in your room or isolation. Um, utilize nature, the power of nature, whether it's the beach, whether it's the mountains, whether it's hiking, um, the sun. Get get involve yeah. yourself with the outdoor life. That's very healing in a very um, powerful way. So, but I love that question. It's a very very good question. Um, let's see what are the best ways to deal with grief. I'm just checking the community real quick um to say but taj meanwhile while i'm checking the community uh i, I want to read this this is from cornelius mims who says being working with you guys has helped and prepared me for what i'm currently dealing with i appreciate mm -hmm. your example love you guys corny we love you too man and we are praying and 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 with you man we know what you've been through in the recent time and and we want to share and send our love and condolences to you man um, yeah. Always, you are family, so it's always good to hear from you. Yes. Um, Taj. Okay, I guess we'll, we will continue it on to another question. Let's go with this one. All right, we're at number seven. What ways can I help my husband when he's struggling? He lost his mom at thirty-one years old. Um, what what advice would you give for um, at srabsb14 on Instagram, Taj? Um, there's a couple things. First of all, because you said my husband, there's, there, it depends, but there's always been a stigma with, with men in grief in that way and, and letting out their emotions and feelings and stuff like that. So that might be something already that is working against you in a way. I know that that's something we had to deal with in, in that it's one of the reasons that it's hard for me to cry, even though. Um, I've had a lot of loss in my life and stuff like that. It's just, there's a stigma and, and it's not correct. It's not right, but there, it is there in that. And even today, uh, not today, but even in today's climate, there's still people that laugh at people that, uh, uh, men that cry in that. And the only times you're allowed to cry at, if you're a guy is, for, you know, you just won a sports tournament or something, you know, then it's like, it's crying of happiness or something. It's never crying of sadness in that way and we're getting better as a society but that that stigma is horrible and and um i always commend people that can can cry in that i, I remember when terrell cried um after visiting mom's cemetery and stuff like that and I, I i i saw such strength in him i didn't see weakness at all i was and i even told him i'm like you're lucky that you're able to do that i wish i could in that way and i envied him for that so I think um, it's hard because guys just in general don't really show, show their emotions or talk about their emotions. Even with other guys, they don't really in that way. Um, they, we try and change the subjects of certain things. But I think just you being that person of support is incredible in itself and, and him knowing that you're there for him in that way. And mm -hmm. if you'll always be there for him ever wants to talk about something you're there and you you're you will you you would be um not even well you would be excited to listen in that way and maybe slowly but surely he might start talking about certain things and in, in, in that way 
Because I don't think I've, have you talked to Francis a lot about mom in general? Or yeah, just, but it's it's not in a in a way never, where it's just, yeah, it's more on the regular day. Like you know, I, I think Frank, exactly. like, I, I, you know, you your mom was you know I heard your mom she'll she'll mention that or you know you probably get that from your mom and all that kind of stuff. It's but never it's, the it's, painful stuff though, right? Never it's, the painful stuff. Yeah, that's the, the thing. Stuff. Yeah, so you're not really alone in that. So don't feel like him not open. Like even with me, like I as close Correct. as Ty and I are, it's not like I want to. Talk to her about the pain that I went through. Great point, Taj. Great point. I, I, and and basically, if that wasn't clarified, what Taj is saying, if he's not opening up to you about his mother, don't think that it's it, it's necessarily not. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're not doing something right. Um, some yeah. some people just don't want to open up. They have different ways of opening up. Like I said, they may want to write or you know draw instead of, of talking about it they may want to do it on an online community instead where they feel like they can open up i think the best thing you can do is just be there for him hold him um yeah. kiss him um just show him you love him and and that is what i think everyone needs when they're going through grief is someone that is going to unconditionally be there for them um there's that feeling of cheat um, being cheated too. If, if you lose someone early in life, when it's not it's not supposed to be the time that you, you lost them, in terms of like it said 31 there, like he lost his mom when he was 30, uh, when she was, I think he was 31, and that it's like it's still a hard process because you think they're gonna live longer, in a way, so you feel a little cheated. So that's also something to keep in mind. Yeah. yeah, well said. There's so many great com comments. Um, crying and releasing emotion is so important. Um, there's one from Angie who says, you see how society has brainwashed us. Men were born crying. They create tears. Therefore, they have a right to cry. I never knew humans were so gullible. LOL. Um, Lasunda says laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, um, laughter is she, a great medicine. And then Philippa with with another with some great advice is sometimes we just need to listen, just be a listening ear. So there you that go. Um, okay, great question. We, we're going to do two more, and then we're gonna we have more questions, but we'll we'll save them for the next go around. Uh, number eight is: Would you say time heals, or it's just an illusion? This is from it's me Thoria on Instagram. What would you say, Todd? Does time heal, or is it an illusion? I would say define heals. Like it, I think time helps it hurt less, but it depends. It, it's like a it's like a wound that never goes away, but you might learn how to live with that wound. Um, but it's still there, and and at the same time, the longer you live with that wound, you might be able to compensate in certain things and. Like if you have a wound on your foot, you know, you could put the weight on the other foot in terms of while you walk and stuff like that. You're still living with that wound. So it's, I don't think it ever goes away. And especially if there could be something that triggers the, the feeling or the emotion and it all comes rushing back. So I don't think it's something that just, it's not a curable scenario. What it is is just learn to live with it. I, I think the answer is in a way both because and maybe this is just going to reiterate what Taj is saying. I don't think a loss, a significant loss is something you ever just get over completely. So therefore yeah. you're never healed, quote unquote, healed completely. 
I do think in time it can very well get easier. And there's a lot of healing that happens um, through time, through through learning, through um, you know therapeutic, um, whether it's therapy or or going through things that are therapeutic for yourself. I think there is truth in healing and and becoming. Um, if it's done right, it's got to be also done in a way that's that's positive. Um, but I, I I wouldn't say time the, the the idea of time healing is is an illusion. Maybe for a very few, like who, like I said, who didn't heal properly. But if you go through life and try to really get whether it's a community or reading books or or, or try to understand and and try to deal with whatever however you're feeling. Um, the loss and the, the 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 negative aspects that you may be going through. If you're trying to figure that out and, and heal, I think time can help you. That's so a good that's, point. That's, I yeah, because the way I, I I put it, it sounded like the where you are now, you'll always be there, and that's not true. I do. Think yeah, that. I mean, I, I can tell you for a fact, I'm a lot better, um, lot better today than I was at 16, 17, 18 oh, years yeah. old. You know, that's, there's, a, there's a maturity, there's an understanding aspect. All those things help contribute to the healing aspect. But will it 100% be healed? That's that's an illusion because yeah. whenever, um, you know, from your kids getting, you know, graduating high school to maybe getting married to having their kids, when you realize in our situation that their grandmother, um, who would be happiest person in the whole room, isn't there to celebrate that's difficult and then from the flip side you think about all the lost opportunities my kids have ha, didn't get to receive they didn't get that maternal grandmother um in my mom that would have been everywhere for them that would have been there for them when they went through hard times that someone an outlet so there it's not an illusion and like corny says i I'll, I'll never be the same it's you know i i i completely understand that and yeah. agree with that you're not going to be the same person. And I think sometimes we make the mistake of trying to think we will be the same. You're not going to be the same. You're, you're going to go through what you went through, and that's going to be part of your story. But that doesn't mean it has to define you into this negative space. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think as soon as people can understand in their grieving process, the better off they'll be. Um, as Belen says, time makes you accept the situation and live with it in the best possible way. Uh, very, very cool. Um, and Patty says, I lost my dad suddenly on Christmas Day, 1991. Time helps. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay, we have some super chats that we're going to get through. But, Todd, what we're going to do first, we're going to go through one more question, and then we'll okay. get to all the super chats. Um, because we had, we had a plan to get through more questions, but we're already at 46 minutes. Yeah. So let's do this last question. We'll then we'll we'll go through the super chats and then and then wrap up the show and save the ones for next time. Um, this is anonymous anonymous one on Instagram. It's a difficult one. Um, the question is, how can I recover from the suicide of my daughter? Is it normal that I blame myself? Um, Todd, do you want to start with this one? That's a really hard one. I mean, I don't think it's ever healthy to blame yourself for anything in that way, and that's a natural reaction to certain things in general even i mean with my mom even though she didn't die of suicide i still blame myself in certain things i i was lucky enough to turn it around and and stop doing that but it's just a natural reaction like what could i have done why didn't i see this 
you know, you go through thousands of scenarios of what you what you could have done in, in any different direction and maybe it wouldn't have been the same case. But I think that's you're beating yourself up in that way and, and that's a hard I, I, I don't ever recommend that aspect of it too because we're already hard on ourselves in that and that and I think that it is normal to blame yourself, but I don't think that's what you should be doing because it isn't on you in that way. Todd, you said that you you blamed yourself for a lot of for a long time when mom passed. What was something that helped you get through that or not do that anymore? Well, the reason I, I'll say the reason why I blame myself is because I was the last person to talk to my, to to mom. She called to saying that she was going to stay over. I, in my head, I always think of scenarios of like, no, mom, I need you here. Anything from that to like talking a little longer on the phone, like so that, that the timeline changed because I got off the phone really quickly, which could have changed this whole scenario. Yeah, there's all these things you could have done and you think that, but then knowing that you really, you've got to also remember, is that what that person would have wanted you to do? Would mom really have wanted me to be torturing myself? And thinking about every scenario of of how I could have changed something, no, she would want me to be happy. She'd want me to live my best life and 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 be happy about it. And I I think that's kind of what helped me change in that way was that and knowing that some things are just no matter how much you try, some things are really out of your control. The only person you really can control is yourself. Mm. Well, I, and. I never went through once when a loved one passed, whether it was mom or, or someone else, I never felt the blame that it was my fault. So I can't speak completely, but reading several of these comments, it is very normal or very common for people to blame themselves. Um, Clarice says, when someone passes, you think you could have helped or done more. Um, but I, I, I think it's one of those things where you know, especially as a parent, you're, you're going to often blame your, your child um, when when suicide is, is happens or anything, even if they went out at night and, and never came home because they went to a party that was unsafe or whatever. We can always find a way to blame ourselves. But at some point, um, we have to stop blaming ourselves and, and understand if they're old enough to make their own decisions. It was, it was a decision that they had made and that has nothing to do with you. Um, I, I would add this is that, like Taj said, is that something that they would have wanted for you? Um, I think our society, we're going in the wrong direction. There's a lot of, um, you know, suicide rates are at the highest they've ever been. There's a lot of mental health issues. Um, we are going in the wrong direction as a whole. And I, this is one reason why for us, um, with DDJF, it's so important to do these shows to talk about it. And, um, I, I, I can't let this opportunity go by without um, just reflashing this information. 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. This is something that we talked a lot about in September as it was Suicide Awareness Month. Um, if someone you know needs support now, please call or text 988. 988. Um, it's 24 hours, seven days a week. They are there to help you get through whatever it is you are going through at that moment. But for anyone out there, parents, we can't blame our, our kids for committing suicide or for hurting themselves or anything like that. The only thing we can do is to try to understand 
how difficult life is today in 2022, and it's going to get even more difficult. But do, please don't blame yourself. There's nothing um, more sad to me than, than someone blaming losing their life because they're blaming um, themselves for the loss of, a, of, a, of an adult child. So... Um, I wish I can give you more. I don't. Ha I'm not a professional. It's not something I, I'm licensed to. I, I don't know if I'm using the right terminology. But in my heart of heart, it's something that you should really work on and really um, commit to getting through. Because I don't want you to lose many days, months, years of your lives because you're blaming yourself. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, anything else, though, Taj? Anything? No, I mean that. Yeah, that, I mean that's a that that's a heavy one because that I can see why someone would do that, but it just yeah. it's such a heavy weight. It literally drowns you in that way, and, and I didn't mean it in that term because that's how our mom passed. But I meant it literally has such a bearing that it does it does drown you in that way, um, a heavy weight. Envy says the pandemic isolation loneliness is definitely to blame for a lot of that. Jen says we never truly know what people are going through when they make that snap decision to take their lives. As people, we become almost experts in hiding our pain, our blame, our pain. Please don't blame yourself. That's so well said, Jen. Thank you. As people, we become almost experts in hiding our pain. Please don't blame yourselves. Um, You see, you don't know. Okay, I think that's it, Taj. I think is there something else you want to say, Taj? Before we, no, I, I love when the community chimes in with such great, you know, knowledge itself because, you know, that that is completely true. We do, we do, we are so great at hiding how we are feeling in that way, and and how do we expect others to know even when things like I'm fine or this or that, and then you're not, but you say it because. You think that's how someone wants to hear it or whatever. It's just there's so much going on in this world. And yeah, the pandemic and everything like that did not help the scenario. Um okay, Taj, I got some some super chance, some great comments to highlight, and then we're gonna wrap up. Uh, Lala Chan that's says good. just the comment, thank you, DDJF, for helping me grieve about my mom. It's now 10 months since she passed. Mm -hmm. This community made me a lot stronger. Thank you so much. Um, you are more than welcome. Thank you, um, Lala, for the super chat. And I'm so happy to hear the community is supporting you. And I want to remind you guys, there's also a Facebook group. Um, so if you are a Facebook user, go to Dee, Dee Jackson Face um, Foundation Facebook group. Um, it's another place where you can get pretty much 24-hour support from the foundation. If you're having a bad moment, bad day, whatever, um, check out the foundation. There's people there that are always there to support. We have a lot of doctors and, and last um, previous guests who are members who come in and chime in with their expertise. So make sure you guys check that out. If you want to become a member, join it. Um, here's a question from Bami. Is delayed reaction common with grief? I remember when my granddad passed four years ago, he was 95 and six sick i didn't cry in in the two weeks between being told and going to nigeria for the funeral it was only at the funeral i fell apart anything you want to say on that taj no i a hundred percent um i didn't i don't think i i don't know if i did that because it's all a memory in that way but 
I was more in shock when we found out mom passed. I don't think I properly grieved. The funeral, I remember I did cry because I saw my dad um, crying and and that was a rarity for me. And it made, it made me, as she said, quote unquote, fall apart in that way. So it's just, the, I think we had always said, there's no right or wrong way. So don't, is delayed reaction common? I think you, you grieve different ways. I grieve completely different than you guys did in mm -hmm. that way. And, and then pops did, you know, and I wish I grieved more like pops did. Cause he, he, he cried from beginning, to, you know, to, from when he first heard to all the way through in that way. And I trying to be strong in the oldest didn't get that luxury of that aspect. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna agree with Taj. Um, I don't know if it's common, but I don't. I'm not. I don't think it's as abnormal as you think, Bami. I think people try to hold everything together until they can't anymore. Yep. Um, I would just challenge anyone who may be going through things to, to try to slow things down and let the grief process happen. Don't don't be afraid to let your emotions come out. Don't be afraid to to take a walk and just think and and cry on a walk alone. Um, I think the biggest mistake we can make is to think we can't cry or we have to bottle it yeah. up or we have to be strong for this person or that person. We have to be us. There's We can't help people until we're 100% helped ourselves or at least on the right track. So that that's what I would add to that. Um, Isabel also with the with the super chat. Um, thank you so much, Isabel. Isabel says, I want to thank you both. Taj told me something that started a change in how yeah. I felt after losing my mom. I can now celebrate her even when it hurts, and I can smile while I talk about her to my daughter. That's uh, wonderful. And I'm That's happy. That's you feel good, Taj. Um, it, it does. Isabel's very special to me, but it, it, it does in that way because you do. Um, it's the hardest thing is, is losing someone that you care about. And then obviously not. It's almost like a leap of faith of thinking, okay, things can get better. And and I'm just proud of her for, for, for entrusting that my words, I would say in that way, because I did, I do believe in celebrating people. I really do, especially, um, keeping their memory alive and the, and, and who they are is such a powerful thing. It really is. A, and this foundation started because of that aspect of it, because we wanted to keep our mom's memory alive and who she stood for, what was important to her. And, and through that, every person we help every, and it's helping us too, but even it's like reciprocated, but it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a smile. Every person we help in that way. And I know our mom would be proud of us. Well said. Um, we have a great comment from Denise who says grief is one of the most unpredictable emotional rides we go through. Unfortunately, we will all experience it at some point. I wish it on no one. Love and understanding to those going through it. Very difficult road, everyone, but we're all going to go through it. And that's why this show is so important for us is to just help um, people understand it, help be people help people be better prepared for it, and to help inform people on how they can um, heal in a better, more efficient way with all the resources that are out there. They are there, they're just difficult to find. 
a lot easier today than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, but they're still challenging to find. And, and I think when people can know about all the resources, it'll help them get through it a lot easier. Um, Envy says, I think there's hope in knowing that they wouldn't want you to fall apart after the death. Continue on because that's what they want you to do. I think this was in reference to our very last question. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you for that response, Envy. We have a super chat from Miss Silent Siren who says, I think people should be better prepared for death at his part of life. My mother prepared me an entire decade before she actually went to heaven. It's beautiful. I agree. I think that's wonderful. You know, obviously not every situation is the same. Sometimes you don't get the time to prepare. But um, if you can, I think it's a conversation that you should be having with family and, and understanding. So um, thank you for that comment, Tiffany. And then we got a couple more. Someone says, damn, you two sound like doctors. Well, we're not doctors, <laughs> but we're just speaking from the heart and what we've learned and what we've experienced, again, with the, with the hope of helping people um, get through some difficult times in their lives. Soleil says, this show has also helped me a lot, especially with the consistency, with the once a week dose of positivity from you guys and with great advice to travel through our journeys. Thank you for being here. You are more than welcome, Soleil. Um, very, very cool to hear. And again, that was our plan um, when we decided to do the Power of Love show is to, is to be there for you guys. And again, for those on Facebook and YouTube, this is also a podcast. So you can listen and subscribe to our podcast and find, you know, backdate, um, back episodes from years ago on many different topics that you can save and, and play whenever you feel you need to support. Um, the, the final Taj, there's one more chat I need to highlight. And I wanted to save this one for last because it was from Lala Chan and it's a very generous super chat um, that's going to go directly to our foundation to support our, our activities and, and events and things that we plan to do going forward in the future. With that said, the, the super chat says, thanks to the DDJF community. It helped me deal with my mom's death. It's been 10 months mm -hmm. now. DDJF has helped me a lot and made me stronger. Thank you guys. Much love, Taj and TJ. Lala Chan, you are more than welcome. Thank you. And thank you, everyone else who did the Super Chats to support us. Remember, you guys, you can go to DD Jackson Foundation official Facebook group to become part of that community. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at DD Jackson Foundation. Um, and I think that is it, Taj. I right, think we awesome. are good. We will continue on. This was a great show. We'll continue yes. on. Um, we'll continue on with some more questions the next time we we have a, a a solo show without any guests. But until then, y'all, we just want to make sure you guys please be safe, please be um, positive, and make sure to take care of each other. Taj, anything else you want to say? No, this was a fun show. Cool. And just the, right. I I do want to say thank you to the community. They're incredible, and they, thank you. They make us what we are. Well said. All right, y'all. We love you guys. Please be careful, be safe, and adios.